What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Yala, it feels like a a long time since we've done this, man. <laughs> it has been a long time. It has been. It has. Yeah. But there's good reason, lah. There's good reason why we we couldn't record over the past few days. But technically, um, if you went to see the live show, the Rishi Report, you would have seen yeah. us there. So I don't know. Maybe that counts. Yes. Maybe that counts as a. As a as a appearance, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I mean the the last time we uploaded a podcast was sometime last week. Um, and what happened uh last Saturday was something that we had talked about on a previous podcast, which is a uh, uh, the first ever live version of the Rishi Report, which is a show uh, produced by our good friend and stand up comedian uh, Rishi Budrani. Mm. Uh, and we were the first celebrity guests of this experimental show setup mm. and shout out to the Yala Butters or Yala Butt listeners who came down to the show. Yeah. Fucking awesome to always, I mean, it's great to read your comments on Reddit, receive your messages on Instagram, but to meet you face to face, whoo, that floated my boat, man. Yeah, but I'm super sorry that I wasn't, I didn't stay around to like talk because I didn't know that there were any Yala Butters in the audience. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like, ah, well, I don't want to stand around being that awkward guy. When nobody talks hey, to when, you after the show. When Rishi, when, when Rishi introduced us from Yalabad, there were loud cheers in the audiences of both shows. So mm. I find that hard to believe, Terence. Find what hard to believe? That you didn't know there were Yalabatas in the crowd. No, la, I mean, the shouting could come from anybody. Right? It, it doesn't matter. It could have been even the, the event staff or something. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't know. You really don't know when you're on stage. Class is half empty, you know, per- kind of person. No, no, no. It's just, it's just I know that Everyone's very busy and, and and it's Chinese New Year coming up, so we're all just trying to, you know, make time for everything. Lah. Yeah, and then uh sandwiching that show on Saturday, I was actually uh in on a shoot for a short film of which I am the lead. Oh, interesting. Um and I think uh I think I was posting certain shots of me in some props, one of which was uh my face totally bandaged up and I realized on Insta stories that could have come across as me actually being injured. But no, it was part of the shoot. So that was like full day, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Mm. We did try and think about recording a podcast in between, but yeah, it was it, it was tough. So, yeah. but we're back. We're back. Yeah. We're, oh, Shella, what are you doing, Terrence? Oh, sorry. There's some plastic. There's some trash bags that my wife is clearing around us. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, just just bring her into this. I mean, it's but yes, we are we are back. Life at back home. to regular programming this week. But anyway, we're not. Uh, it's not uh, other than Harish's. Uh, talking about what he did outside of the show, we are <laughs> yeah, not actually we're not actually deviating that far from the topic because Rishi from the Rishi report is part of the story we're talking about today. Yes, yeah, Harish acting yes. in a short film has not, is 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 a deviating but everything else is on track. Yeah, exactly because it has also incidentally coincided brilliantly with the guests we have coming on our show this Wednesday, yes. which we will talk about more later. Yes, yes, yes. So before we we jump into the topic. Of which Rishi is in some way at at the very middle of it. Yeah. What what is the one thing we say every week, Terence? Uh, if this podcast has touched you in any way, has it inspired you to come down to a live show to say hi to Harish and Terence, but you end up only seeing Harish, unfortunately, then uh, <laughs> do share this podcast with one other person. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I saw like I we we are about to launch uh, the Yalabad website. 
so there's a there's at least a home for Yellowbird on on the internet, mm. um, and it auto pulls reviews from the App Store, mm. uh, the the Apple Podcast. So so yeah, we'll leave a link in the show notes uh, if I remember to leave a review on the show. So please do, and you'll see it pop up on the website. Um, but yes, mm. now on to the first story. Yes, very first exciting. story, very very exciting. Whew. It all started on February fourth, Friday. No, Thursday. No, Friday. Mm. No, Thursday. Uh, at nine fourteen pm, mm. and uh, Terence was the first one who shared with me the post, mm. And what was the post, Terence? It was a post by one of Singapore's most prominent stand-up uh, comedians, a female comedian, uh, Sharu Chana, who happens to be the wife mm-hmm. of Rishi Budrani, the the stand-up comedian we were talking about earlier. Uh, she posted something on her personal Facebook, uh, which referenced uh, an earlier interview she did with a show called Inconvenient Questions, a Zoom interview she did with a show called Inconvenient Questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? who was the protagonist or who's the antagonist in the story? It's uh, a certain Mr. Viswa Sadisavan. Viswa Sadisavan. Yeah. And what's he famous for actually? Um, actually, he's, he's, uh, he's an ex-NMP, uh, non- a nominated member of parliament. He's on the board of directors for a bunch of government-linked companies. Um, he's the vice president of the SINDA, which is a, a, um, gov- is a group that kind of um, does work specific for the Indian community. Mm. Um, and he, <laughs> I found out today he's also the CEO of a PR firm. Did you know mm. that? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that, I know that, yeah. What the fuck, man? Mm. But yeah, so do you, um, I mean, you sh- we, we I guess we should go through the chronology of what happened yeah, uh, yes. to Sharul, right? Yes. Um, do you have it in front of you? No, I don't. Because I don't have a laptop. Okay, cool. Because I do. Because yeah. I do. I mentioned it a hundred yeah. times before. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Hello. But yes, uh, there was a Zoom call um, that Sharul was on with Mr. Wiswa doing an interview for the show called Inconvenient Questions, which by the name is a, is a show that has Mr. Wiswa asking people in different industries and whatnot, questions that are a little, not not superficial questions, like questions that go deep into their industry, their perspective, uh, what they're known for in public. So mm. this was the pre-interview. You know, as things are getting set up before the recording happens, um, according to Sharul's uh, post, um, he commented, so basically this is verbatim what she posted um, happened in the dialogue. He said, why... Um, and she she was wearing a rose on her left collar, mm. and he asked, "Why are you wearing that rose?" And she said, "I just put it on to distract from the pattern on my top." And he responded with, "It would be, be it would be more distracting if you were wearing only that rose." Mm. So I mean, reading it also, you're like, "Hmm, okay, that's a that's not the the most appropriate thing to say during an interview." Mm-hmm. But she went on with the interview. Um, she did say that she she was taken aback. Uh, she it was in the presence of four other staff on the call, three of whom were females. Everyone heard it, um, and then once the uh, but once the technicals were sorted, the recording of the interview began. So she went through the interview. The interview ended, uh, but then she immediately called the producer back, mm-hmm. um, and the producer, according to her, understood the position, uh, clarified that she and her colleague heard the comments and sympathized with her, and she was apologetic, and. By 4.45 p.m., which was an hour after the show ended, Mr. Viswa emailed an apology to Sharul. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she 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 quotes uh, unconditional apology for causing discomfort offense or hurt even though it was unintended mm. he also shared that he did not intend the statement about the rose to bear any sexual reference or innuendo but could see how it could have come across as such mm. um and apparently <laughs> the the topic that um they were talking about and Sharu was invited uh, in the capacity of was her being a stand up comedian who speaks about women's issues mm, mm, mm. so when the post came out she identified him she went through their whole chronology uh and what was your first thoughts when you saw that uh, uh definitely i mean uh yeah first disclaimer we all know we all know and have worked with sharu uh before and uh, mm. we consider her a friend lah right yeah yeah, yeah friend yeah. And, and i mean depends uh, in in real king's world i don't know whether we would count as friends whoa, but whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Low I'm blow, a just saying. Blow, I'm a just saying. I don't know, but yeah, I do consider her as a friend. Yeah, yeah. We we do consider her a friend because we we're all in the same you know similar circles in terms of uh, comedy and in Singapore and and, we, and did we did we mention she's uh, she's Rishi Budrani's wife? Yeah, yeah, we did. I did. It. And and oh, yeah, okay, so okay. Ah. we we hear you know even we don't see her for a while. We hear about her through Rishi, whom appears on our podcast and stuff like that as well, right? Um. Mm. So yeah, the first thing I did think was to. Definitely, I mean, uh, Sharu is not someone who, uh, she's a very very intelligent person, uh, and 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 she's not someone who just like gets emotional and just posts shit, lah, right? So so definitely mm. there must be some there must be something to it, lah. That's what I thought. Um, but the the truth is, when I read her account, I did think to myself for a while that okay, I'm really just hearing from her side of it of things. I really and and mm. her recollection of what the guy said as well. I mean, I, I was, mm. I really, before I, I, you can really make a judgment, I mean, really need to hear from what the guy, what the guy thinks he said, lah, right? Maybe, mm. because I mean, um, I don't know about you, lah, but for me, like, uh, as exemplified during the live show over the weekend, sometimes when the spotlight's on, on me and stuff like that, I do, I do end up like flubbing words or just saying stuff that sounds like, uh, sounds strange or inappropriate or, or things like that, lah, you know? It's just like mm. a, a word salad just suddenly runs through my mind uh, at certain points and then it just comes out stranger. So so that happens. I mean, it happens whether on calls or talking to people sometimes or, you know, like even live performance on stage. So I, I can see how someone could accidentally say something inappropriate. La. So I wanted to give it a slight benefit of a doubt. La. So that was my first, mm. that was my first thought. La. How about you? Mm. And I mean, just before I share, the, the context is a lot has happened since then, but we're just running through what went through our minds when we saw that post because it kind of it kind of sets the context for what has happened since then. Mm. So when I saw the post, I will admit that part of me was like, mm, I I thought, okay, he, you know, he said that he he apologized mm. and no matter how, I mean, not say no matter how superficial the apology sounded, it's still a lot more than um, the worst of the the perpetrators of sexual harassment mm. have done in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought, wow, okay. And to just put his name there, I felt a little, wow, that's that's a, that's a little direct. Mm. That's a little, that's almost like this guy already uh, apologized. I mean, is is everything, Is are people not going to be given a chance to to almost right up the, the wrong they have done? Yeah. So I saw it, and and at that point in time, I didn't consider the fact that okay, yeah, Sharul, Sharul is is she's a big spokesperson for women's rights, um, uh, and 
from what we know, she is very intelligent from interacting with her and she is very measured in her approach. Mm. She's a great comedian. She uh, makes people uncomfortable during her shows, but in a in a skillful way. Mm. But I did feel like, wow, this post, I it was one of those posts where I felt like, mm, I didn't, I felt, I felt a little like, okay, is this a bit too much, too premature? Mm. You, you needed more yeah. info, right? Yeah, I needed more info and I felt like, uh, yeah, just like, wow, this is, this is very, very pointed and almost like, you're throwing him into the public eye for fucking a whole shit ton of vitriol and hate. And is this the best way to to move forward? Mm. I will admit I thought that. Mm. And then as it just so happened that we were doing the show with Rishi on Saturday. Yes. So we met him. Yes. Uh, he gave us in like the context of which he has shared on social media as well. Mm. But we got more info uh, not only through him but also by the comments and posts that were appearing on Sharul's comments and posts. Like, yeah. Right? Mm. Which were along the lines of what? Uh? So, actually, another lady, I think by the name of Kiran, Kiran uh, I think her first name is Kiran. I can't remember her, second, uh, her last yeah. name. Kiran Kandade. Kan, Kan yeah. Kandade. I'll just call her Kiran. Yeah. Uh, a lady yeah. named Kiran, um, in the comments of Sharul's post, came forward with screenshots of text messages that she had with uh, Vishwa um, from March, I think March 2016. 2016. So that's almost five yeah. years ago. And she's kept the text all this while. And the texts are basically of her as a, she explained the context of the text being that she was looking for work as a freelance consultant or business consultant or something like that. And she wanted to get to know or, or network with uh, this uh, Vishwa. So she reached out to him and I think they had a little bit of correspondence and, and she showed the text where suddenly, um, you know, from a very professional kind of uh, approach, suddenly they start, uh, Vishwa started asking her questions like, um, would my proposition to kiss passionately offend you? Or something like that, la, in that context. Mm. And and then you can see her deftly trying to say, oh, you know, yeah, it's... I, I, you know, it's not really something that will offend me and I hope it doesn't offend someone if, you know, I do likewise or they do likewise to me and yeah, you know, I, blah, blah. And yeah, so there was one screenshot she she put out uh, and then subsequently after more encouragement from Sharu, she came out with more screenshots of of more conversations with, with uh, the man himself. And yeah, there was a lot of like, he was propositioning, like giving her two or three kisses and things like that. Assuming that that was really him in the text message. Um, mm. And yeah, so this is a, a man who's much more senior than Sharu or or Kiran. Uh, not, not only senior in age, but also senior in, I guess, in society's position. Like, you know, ex-NMP mm. sits on the board. So, so in terms of so-called power, social power, I guess he has a lot more of that. Uh, mm. And and the, I guess the similarity between Sharu and Kiran's thing was that they were all approaching him and all talking to him in a professional capacity, right? Um, but yeah. but somehow, yeah, I, I think the conversation maybe became a bit too uh, too casual and too uh, overly overly sexualized in some way along the way. Yeah. yeah. So so that that and when that came out, I was like, oh, okay. I mean. The, this guy is probably wasn't just a one-off slip of the tongue thing like it probably is a, a pattern of something probably yeah. yeah and and I mean as these posts were coming out you can imagine that on the 
comment sections of these posts and all that, it was starting to polarize a bit. Of course, I did. I would say overwhelmingly people were in support of Sharul, but you did get your trolls, right? And even for the first screenshot that Kiran shared, it was just of that conversation about passionately, uh, that passionate uh, proposition of a kissing passionately, um, which, I mean, you know, like, again, it is... I. I did think it. I'm not going to deny it. I did think, okay, that's just this is a small part of the conversation, and I guess my response is also inherently part of the problem, like, You know, I was like, okay, that's just one part of the conversation, um, and all that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, think, I honestly, I had the same thought where I thought, okay, he didn't say proposition to kiss you passionately. He just said yeah. proposition <laughs> to kiss passionately. So without the you, there yeah. maybe he was referencing proposition to kiss my daughter passionately or something like that. Like. <laughs> Even that sounds wrong, dude. Okay, my son, <laughs> whatever. Fuck? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm at a stage. I'm at a stage. Where I'm peppering my 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 son with kisses. So so that's why I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. So I mean, again, I was like, yeah, that's just one part, and you know, like these kind of conversations over WhatsApp and all that. But then she shared more screenshots in another comment, and holy fuck, dude! Like it's so uncomfortable reading it because yeah. literally, it goes from like um him bringing up the kiss and her finding ways to evade it mm. uh, while maintaining the possibility of some sort of uh, uh, lunch, professional right. she relationship. Have lunch, right? a, yeah. yeah, a lunch or a business partnership or something, which, I mean, part of any sales yeah. is conversation, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. And and if if you have, for, for those of you who have started your own thing or worked in sales, you know that when you're trying to get sales from someone mm. who is in a position of power, your conversations do, you do need to pursue it in a way where you might be a bit more accommodating mm. than you would if you were the person uh, who people were pitching work to. Like, so, so uh, I'm going right? to just pause everything here for a minute. Uh. Yeah. Lest it, yeah. Lest it be seem that we are just like sitting on the golden pedestal, uh, white uh, ivory tower and just like flinging stones at people below. Uh. Have you ever sent messages like that to anyone you mean like a kiss kind of thing like that or that sort of like stuff? Like very flirtatious messages like that and things like that. You like. mean in a professional relationship? Uh, no, no, no. I mean in just in general. Uh. But but not your girlfriend obviously. But, but let's say someone who's not your girlfriend and all that kind of thing. Have you sent something so forward before to any to people? I don't think that forward but definitely flirty. Mm. I don't mm. think that forward. I don't think lah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in a few yeah. years time, someone must <laughs> five years time, five years time. this excerpt and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. I did send that. Yeah. But I, I'm, I have faith in myself. Not in the professional. Uh, not, when, in, when you say not in professional setting, means not to your colleagues. Uh, not I when mean, people I have, talk about I have, work. Is it? I have dated. I have dated a colleague before. Oh, tom, <laughs> Fuck you. That's why. Is that why you ask the question? You piece of shit. No, I think it's very important <laughs> because the last thing I want to do is for us to sit here and be the first ones to cast a stone when you know if, mm. if we ourselves have done things in the past. Because I mean, nobody's a saint. Like, everyone has 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 yeah. you know, secrets in their closet and everything. But yeah. um. I yeah like like but you immediately said you felt uncomfortable reading his text la. so I just wanted to pry yeah. it out of you like what what have you done what what have you seen before in the past that you still feel like what this guy did is is very straight is very out of context very strange la. what what have I seen in the past yeah what because just to, like, for people to understand that we're we're all not saints but even yeah. us as flawed individuals we still read it and still felt like, Ugh, there's something about this that's them off la. So oh, yeah, why yeah, why yeah. is I've, this guy's behavior like 
compared okay, to other guys' behaviour, other normal guys' behaviour. I assume, assume all, we're normal guys, lah, right? You know, why, why is that so? First of all, you ask me that question, uh, you have to answer it, okay? Don't just no, no, try I and will, move will, on and go back to the conversation. I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure in, in a social setting or like trying to, to, trying to talk to someone or chase someone or something like that, I'm sure yeah. I have texted something probably mildly, uh, you know, a bit more, a bit more so-called sexualized in nature, lah, right? But yeah, it was always yeah. in a social setting, lah. Like if I, I know that yeah. if I, that, that one I know for sure because it is a very big thing for me that you don't shit where you eat, like you don't get into mm. a relationship with you know your colleague and and or screw things up with your boss or things like that because it's just gonna be so messy. And that's something I've 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 believed since the first day I started you know work working yeah. any kind of capacity, but, So so I guess for me, given that I did yeah. go out with a colleague. Ah. Okay. I think okay. So first of all, she was in a different department, and she was a peer la. I wasn't her boss. She wasn't my boss. I wasn't reporting to her. She wasn't reporting to to me. We weren't on even any projects um uh, together and all. And it was it wasn't just overnight or something. It was gradual la. So mm. in that case, I really don't think. I mean, like what you said. Once it became clear that it was uh more, it wasn't a professional setting, and we were hanging out socially, which we were uh. It it felt like yeah like it it was very different from this where they were literally I don't even know whether they had met because part mm. of the discussion was to meet over lunch yeah, yeah, yeah. right so so reading it yeah like out of out of the professional work I've definitely sent like uh, sexualized messages and all that definitely mm. um, but in this case because there was a clear power dynamic mm. um, his messages and his insistence on trying clarifying uh, about the kiss. It's like you know when you have no game at all, mm-hmm. and and I've had I used to go long like I was I have shit at like uh, wooing uh, the opposite sex for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm like fucking Casanova now or something, but you learn along the way, la. But there have been times where if I were to look at those messages, I'm like, dude, just shut up. She's clearly not interested. Yeah, yeah. This felt like that, yeah, yeah. except that the context is that. It's it's a professional business context, like mm. so that's where it felt like, oh, why are you asking this kind of questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I I also right? felt like it was as such like that there was clearly zero interest from her side, uh, in, yeah. in pursuing anything romantic. Um, but the guy just kept bringing it up like it was a possibility, like you know, as if like it's yeah. some, like 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 it is like dangling a carrot in front of somebody, like you know. To, to, yeah. to offering so, them business or what if you if they if they finally talk to you in the way that you want to talk you want to be talked to uh. yeah so aside from whatever we spoke to R- Rishi and Sharul about because I know they are probably under she especially is under like a storm of inquiries and troll and hate and all that and I know she's also being very careful about how she communicates publicly so we're not speaking on their behalf mm. but it seems clear that there are multiple people who have had experiences with him like um, at, at, least, at least one thing, other la, at least one other I, I wouldn't know at least about, one other, I wouldn't correct. know about multiple yet yeah. at least one other uh, and I mean we can, I guess we can say it now la, it just so happens that last week we locked a meet uh, a, a podcast session with the current president of AWARE mm. <laughs> this Wednesday correct uh, because because Sharul has worked with AWARE in multiple capacities she posted it um, and uh, AWARE has also issued a, a public statement um, and they are at the center of this as well mm. so it is perfect timing to have them on our show um, because yeah they have come out and applauded the the bravery of Sharul and Kiran to share this but 
I guess for us, we just wanted to unpack everything that has happened mm. and maybe give... Because, okay, when I was asking some of my friends, they are not aware of this, no? Mm. Because this hasn't gone batshit viral. Mm. Um, right? Yeah. Do you get that feeling? Uh, it has It has not gone batshit viral. Um, obviously, like, Mothership and Straits Times have articles about it, but again, like, uh, I think it's awaiting more information or so, right? More people yeah, come because, forward because or something. Because every major publication has um, covered it, uh, Straight Times, Today, The Independent. Um, well, I wouldn't say Independent is a what the fuck. It's not a mainstream publication, but Straight Times, yeah. Today, uh, I think Channel News Asia as well. But the one thing that is tricky because okay, so just to give a list of credentials uh, for this Mister Viswa guy, right? Um, he is an alma mater of RI, <laughs> so, um, um, and. He, he's been in the media industry for a long time, so much so that he started working for Singapore Broadcasting Corporation when SBC, <laughs> the, the precursor to Mediacorp, which is a fucking long time ago, yeah. la, right? Um, and he's been in media. He co-founded his own um, television production, communications, training, and strategic consultancy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the current organization CEO. He received the Spirit of Enterprise Award in 2003. He has served as the chairman of the Political Development Feedback Group of Singapore's Feedback Unit. Mm. I didn't even fucking know there's a Singapore Feedback Unit. Mm, mm. What the hell? Okay. And then he he has served as a VP and Secretary of the Singapore Indian Development Association, which yeah. is SINDA. Yeah. He has served on the board mm. of MDA, mm. uh, the Singapore 21 Committee, the Economic Review Committee, the Remaking Singapore Community, and the National Youth Achievement Award Council. And he was an NMP in 2009. Mm. So... He's like uh, on on paper, he's fucking qualified. He's like he's like the perfect Singaporean, mm. you know. Like, uh, has really contributed to Singapore and all that. So the interesting why I said the context is, by the time the Straight Times article and today articles were published, the comments uh, and the sharing of screenshots and all were already online on on Facebook, you know. Mm. But there was not much of that spoken about in the article, if anything at all. Uh, but to be fair, I guess they also need to verify these screenshots and all before they can do it. La. That is true. I think um, that is true. We ask, we demand a certain standard of journalists, and and and, and they're not gossip rags either, lah. They just post anything that mm. someone comments because that's the. I mean, that's how conspiracy theories happen, lah. So I don't bear a grudge against them for for you know reporting the allegations and not not jumping onto the you know oh there were screenshots I mean they could have mentioned it lah but again like it should be verified first lah before anything um, that is a good point yeah but I, I wanted to ask that you that is a good point I wanted to ask you like uh, what's the most common uh, and, and then I think aware came out also because there were a lot of people hurling abuse at Sharu and Kiran right for coming forward with this story mm. Um, so what mm. are the most common things that these people were saying I mean other than the insults lah what were they saying to to you know, I mean, excuses or whatever. La. They were saying Sharu being a stand-up comedian and I would say a provocative stand-up comedian because she she is Singapore's only professional female stand-up comedian. Mm. She's toured around Asia. Mm. I think she's performed in the US and also and Australia as well. Yeah. Um, and she likes to provoke. La. So for yeah. example, yeah. her upcoming show is called Cleavage Muruku Crusher yeah. <laughs> and other jokes by Sharul Chana. So one common thing was like, you're a stand-up comedian, you make jokes for a living, you mean you can't take a joke? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your next show is called Cleavage. So how come you can talk, be sexual, but other people can't? Mm. And then some people were saying, um, it's a comment, you know, like something you do, you share with friends. Mm. 
uh, what is the difference here? You know, it was making small talk. The point of small talk and this banter before interviews is to warm each other up. Um, and and yeah, so of all people, why are you offended by these kind of comments? Mm-hmm. So that, I, like anything else that you picked up? Um, I Yeah, I think broadly speaking, they're also pointing to Vishwa's uh, record as a very good civil uh, member of, of civil society, right? That, that he mm. has helped out a lot with aware, he has, mo- uh, through his show Inconvenient Questions, he has brought a lot of awareness, oh, I don't mind the pun, awareness to aware and all the, the good work that aware does. So mm. there's an excuse, I guess, if you do a lot of good, it, maybe it makes up for for one or two mistakes that you make along the way. Yeah. Mm. So so that, that's something I saw also. That, that, that there were a lot of fake accounts uh, coming out to defend his character. Lah. Yeah. And I mean, people were saying, even for Kieran's post, uh, uh, they did say that, you know, by not rejecting him outright, you were leading him on. <laughs> right? In the social setting, yeah. I can totally say that I have tried where I should have just stopped trying. Uh, and I was not aware enough again pardon the pun to pick up that um, it was a no to not even sexual advances just asking out on a date Mm. I am totally guilty of that Mm -hmm. Um, but again this was a different setting and I don't point and I didn't I I don't think I've ever texted about kissing when the kiss was not appreciated it was more just Mm. asking out Uh, right so people are saying that okay she was leading him on Mm. but you forget the fact that yeah, it's not just a friend thing or it's not just a platonic thing. The I know some comments were saying that, okay, if why is it only four years later she's coming out with this? Which is a thing that we have heard many people ask uh, of people who suddenly come out with a Me Too story. La. Because, I mean, I'm sure everyone has been in a situation where their boss did something stupid, mm. not sexual, mm. but maybe you didn't say it because, okay, la, you, you're, you know your potential promotion is coming out you need to apply for leave next week mm-hmm. or some shit like that and you pick and choose your battles yeah. but this is for stuff as trivial as applying for leave or something but if if it could be your word against the word of someone who just by nature of the job or hierarchy is more senior than you mm. you're putting a lot at risk career wise and right. I'm not I'm not surprised some people would rather just internalize something that they're fucking pissed off about uh, for the sake of maintaining their career prospects. Mm, right? Mm. I think that's what a lot of people would do. But it just feels like, wow, this thing is coming up uh, again and again. Mm. Um, and it's just, yeah. Like, I mean, even Rishi, this is public because he posted it today. Mm. He shared uh, screenshots of apparent WhatsApp message that Mr. Wiswa himself is sending. Uh and kind of stating that her husband was in a Zoom call with her. And then Rishi clarified that he just stepped in to adjust the Zoom Zoom uh, settings and then stepped out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it feels like, is he really apologetic or is it just him and maybe other people who think like him who see nothing wrong with what he said because that's how it's always been? Mm-hmm. Correct. But um, yeah, here's the the million dollar question that I, I don't have an answer to. So I just want to ask Usola, uh, mm. what, what is the best case scenario for, or what, 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 how is this going to end? What is, in what, in what, um, how would everyone be happy? How can everyone be, be happy in this, in this, uh, supposedly zero sum game? 
I mean, I don't know, maybe he's no longer the host of inconvenient questions or maybe he becomes the guest instead of the host <laughs> and have like Sharul ask inconvenient questions to him. Mm. Boom! Mm. That would be fucking dope. That man. means uh, um, some loss of some position or something, lah, is it? Yeah, because I'm also I'm also not really sure because just by googling examples in other countries where maybe there's even a more vocal stance by the general society, the the thing about this sort of sexual harassment cases, he's, I mean, it's I don't think there's much to legally uh, hold him accountable for anything, right? Yeah. Um, unless there's some clear physical uh, abuse that has been recorded. Mm. So he's if if he can't be punished or subject to some sort of uh, legal action, yeah, then then maybe something about some sort of position being lost or something. So mm. that's why I guess it's so. It's so tricky because I mean he's a he has his own company. Mm. He's the host of a show that prides itself on asking questions that are inconvenient to people in a position of power or something. Mm. Mm. So something's got to give, lah, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's, um, so this is my question, uh, Are we trying to rehabilitate him, or are we trying to punish him, or are we trying to mm, warn people about this? Um, of those three, of those three, last specifically, say, what what do you think? When you say, when you say we, as in society, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's say if society wants the outcome that you talk about, of him, you know, losing some last, uh, you know, some gloss around his CV or or losing a position or something like that, like, right? Um, mm. is it to punish this person to serve as a warning for people, or is it for his own good so that he can move with the times and understand why? What he said might be inappropriate, or what? What is that exactly that that we? This is want a multiple choice question with only one answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because because I mean, I, to, to me, broadly speaking, I, like, broadly speaking, to me, yeah. Um, his name being out there, you know, uh, is already out there, right? So whether or not he mm. is guilty or not guilty, right? I think that definitely the reputation has suffered a bit already, like, right? Uh, mm. You know, because there is speculation around your behavior or people and all that, so that probably means that he will probably be, hopefully, be very much more careful about what he does uh, going forward. So, so there is a you know so called preventive measure that is uh, activated already by naming him, uh, and also maybe yeah he will lose some jobs. So there is a bit of a punishment already. Um, so yeah, do we what 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 more do we need from him to to you know be be to to be satisfied uh, right? Yeah, I mean, like if you ask just for me, okay, this is based on the context of me feeling that he's totally guilty lah, right? And I think you also feel the same way, correct? So um, this is um, I, I, I guess oh, not. Uh, I would say that the evidence points towards that now lah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, don't say we are debating whether or not he did something wrong. We are just debating uh, what the outcome could be, or just talking about it. And I think right now, for me, if if he's maybe a little more forthcoming with clearly acknowledging that he did something wrong and not take a like, oh, you know, I said something; it was misunderstood. Mm. So I'm sorry you misunderstood it, mm. but I didn't mean it. Yeah. Um, just something like that. I think that would be a step in the right direction. Mm. But I think broadly speaking, I think it's it's great that um, Sharul at least highlighted this. Uh, and like what you said, the evidence right now points to him doing something fucking stupid. Mm. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's more shit that comes up that 
turns the tables or something. I don't know. But now it's just I think it's good that she she stood up. Uh, and Kieran also came forward with something that even though it happened four years ago, it's still something she shared. And mm. I can't imagine it being easy to share that sort of stuff online, mm. right? So so I think just letting the potential of future perpetrators or such things know that okay, if you do shit like this, um, it will come back and bite you in your ass. Like mm. even if it's a few years later. If they haven't already caught on from what has happened in other parts of the world, yeah. that's one thing else, though. Yeah. Okay, so so for him to do that four years ago, um, it's still. I mean, four years ago was before the whole Me Too movement, la. So mm. whatever fucked up behavior that was, if it, it had not reached global attention yet, but mm. for him to make that sort of comment just a few like a week ago mm. makes me think like, how much of a bubble do people like him live in mm. to make that comments? Given that he's in media, he obviously knows about the whole Me Too thing. Mm. For them, well, I wonder what people like him, right? When he sees the whole Me Too thing, when he reads about Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, you know, does he think, oh my God, that's horrible. I'm never guilty of that kind of stuff. Or he's like, ah, you know, the liberal people are taking over the world and shit. Like. I'm always just curious. Like. Mm. I mean, there could be a... Uh, because I... Wow, this one is very touchy waters. Uh, but you know, sexual assault also lies on a spectrum, right? Like, Harvey Weinstein mm. was outright, like, you know, rape and sexual abuse yeah, and everything, correct, right? Correct. And, and, and innuendo yeah. uh, in the workplace, especially, is probably on, you know, also somewhere somewhere else on the spectrum, but definitely not in the same vein as what Harvey Weinstein was doing, mm. right? Um, so probably, yeah. I mean, he probably thought, like, the line was somewhere between what he did and what he does and what, like, you know, people like Harvey Weinstein do, lah. And that he had not mm. crossed any kind of line yet, like if, if it was just like 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 what Trump used to say, locker room banter, like, right? Locker room talk. It's the kind yeah. of thing that, that that just like people in a, especially you know those CEOs or people in like like the corporate level, board level, which is you know in historically has mostly dominated by by men, right? Very driven men yeah. and everything, alpha men. They 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 just say whatever the hell they want to each other, like, right? And they don't have to worry about yeah. any repercussions, right? Because no one else is yeah. no one else. There aren't that many females in the boardroom. Literally, aren't enough. There, there aren't that many females in the boardroom, lah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the thing that maybe irks people a, a a lot more, and like for me definitely, is the fact that it is not something that was dug up from ten years ago, no. Mm. Um, even the post from four years ago, ignoring that, right? For him to say it now, it feels like what the fuck are you? thinking and for people I've also heard people say you know like you know that's how the older generation is everybody has an uncle who makes comments like that but to me I'm like is that really a good excuse mm. uh, these uncles grew up without an, without an iPhone mm. but now they use iPhone mm. the, these uncles grew up without internet but now they use the internet and they evolve with the times right and they adopt uh, the new things but it can't be you pick and choose like you adopt only the cool technology but your chauvinistic ways you're like no I, you know I'm uh, you can't teach your old dog new tricks mm. uh, or some shit like that and I use that term in jest okay it is a saying I'm not calling older people dogs mm. alright just to clarify um, but yeah it just feels like you know, things evolve things change um, then don't use your iPhone like, dude um, if you're so stuck in your ways yeah I guess I guess Ugh. the yeah, it's just a, a matter of like probably the excuse is like uh, the generation today the snowflakes they don't they don't uh, you know they can't take like uh, non PC talk and stuff like that but but yeah but it's really about I mean a lot of these rules and all that are already I have already been enshrined in human resource manuals and stuff like it's just that people never listened to them before 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. And now that everything has come to the forefront, uh, you know, people are rushing and and realizing, oh fuck yeah, you know, where there are a lot a lot of rules used to be broken. We need to find ways to tighten these rules, lah. And I guess the icing on the cake is that just a few weeks ago, the government designated 2021 as a year of celebrating SG women. Mm, yeah, the irony. Right? Is this how Mr. Visma wants mm. to celebrate SG women? Yeah, and I think in, you know, in, in late January, in late January, uh, I think AWARE yeah. came out with some uh, studies where they found like two in five people f- face uh, harassment in their workplace. La. Like two in yeah. five uh, people, like men and women both. Yeah. Uh, so and then only like, I think like only sixty percent of these people who face harassment actually report uh report it to the HR department. I'll try to do something about it like. So so we're not. Yeah. This is quite a significant percentage uh. Yeah. So and it just feels like there, there's this thing about the the year of the women and like, um, I mean, for like uh, yeah. It just feels like that. There's, oh uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's so it's so weird. It's a comedy, like it's a tragic, tragic yeah, comedy. It's, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy, man. Yeah. I just hope that no one comes out and says, you know what, this is a social experiment mm, to show yeah, that yeah. you know a few weeks after we declare a year of celebrating yeah. SG women, just looking at the comments, it's polarized. Please, yeah, please, please don't let this leave. be a social yeah. experiment. I, I did, it did cross please. my mind. Hey, wait, this guy, please, this guy is a host of <laughs> inconvenience. I thought it was like a talking point kind of thing where they would, you know, like do a sodium diet for two weeks and then make a show about it. <laughs> And this one is like yeah. I'll put myself in the line of fire for two weeks and then and then. Yeah, do a maybe show. this is the inconvenient question social experiment. Yeah, it's part of oh, Charles in on the prank Please. and everything. I, I hope not, like hope Please. not because Please. from seeing Rishi and hearing him talk about it, it all sounds like a real a real issue, troubling issue for everybody involved. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we, we try exactly. not to Exactly. We try not to make light of, of everything that's going on. Uh, but yeah, so are you after this? Are you gonna rush to to your, any of your ex flames and then give them a, a, a NDA to sign or something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're thinking very hard. You can hear. Maybe. You can hear the gears moving. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> really go and check your WhatsApp history. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, there, there has to be some sort of startup working on something to scrub your, your history on WhatsApp and Twitter and all the shit. Like. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Confirm. But yeah. But yes, that was a, that was a long one, yeah. a long but we'll, one. And we'll continue yeah, on okay. Wednesday. No, yeah. no. So one thing, one thing. We are gonna start a thread on Reddit, uh, asking you guys for questions to ask aware this Wednesday. Like literally Wednesday evening, we're going to be talking to the current president of Aware. So please, um, I will start a thread on the on our wonderful Yalabad subreddit, uh, and please just put your questions there, mm. uh, and we will ask it. Yeah, no matter. Like I mean, I trust you guys will put good questions. Like. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, cool. All right, cool, cool, cool. Now we move on to the goofy topic, which is not really goofy, goofy, mm. but it's uh it's interesting, like it's interesting. Also about imbalance of power, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was a very formal segue, but a good yeah. one nonetheless. Balance of power and the abuse of uh, this was abuse of facilities. Uh. <laughs> yeah, which which essentially is a story that uh, that came out just on Sunday mm. that apparently uh, a condo along Thompson Road forbids maids from using facilities and threatens non-complying residents with a period ban. Mm. So essentially, it was a full notice issued by the management of a 
um, the condo saying, and I quote, the recreational facilities are for the exclusive use of residents and their guests. Domestic helpers are not allowed to use the recreational facilities. As such, domestic helpers are not issued with door access cards. Any domestic helper found in the recreational facilities in the absence of their resident employee will be evicted immediately. Any resident who breaches this rule may face a period brand period ban on the use of the facilities mm, mm, mm. and it was posted and yeah people immediately uh like uh got pissed yeah so to, to, right? to i mean i i always tell myself maybe there are some people who are listening to this that are not singaporeans and we need to explain the context of what we're talking about yes uh, and just so just please, in case la, in yeah. case la. i mean I, i've yeah i know from statistics that maybe two percent of our listeners are in the u.s or something um mm. But yeah, in Singapore, like everyone who hires domestic help actually lives with the domestic help. So imagine if you mm. live in a condominium that has shared facilities like swimming pool and barbecue pits. Uh, basically, this ban is saying that the domestic helpers that live with you, even on their off days, they cannot like use the swimming pool or the gym and other things, even if you let them use it, right? In fact, you're not supposed mm. to let them use it, right? Uh, so mm. so I think this is, is causing a bit of uproar because like I guess... Yeah, the, the the most logical thing people are probably the most logical thing coming to people's minds is wait wait if the domestic help is living there why can't they also use the facilities that are there like, right? Mm, mm. So yeah, what so, are your thoughts? And for 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 context first, uh, like what are what's your experience with domestic helpers growing up? Uh, I I have had domestic help uh with my family as growing up, and, and mm. living living help So to me, it's living help. It has been uh, I mean it's it's. It's uh, it's not something extraordinary until recently when I, when when I got married and moved out and everything, and then and then we we got a, got a helper, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. then I realized mm-hmm. it's uh, that there is an adjustment period lah, even for for new, especially for new families lah, right? There, mm. yeah. So it's a bit different from being born into a family that has help already lah. That's what I felt lah. Yeah, and then the so, way I think the dynamics of how. Uh, our generation works with help is a bit different from our previous generation or so lah. Mm. Yeah, so so I've never lived with a live-in mate. Mm. Uh, my family from young. Um, I think of recent years, uh, uh, we've gotten like a part-time helper come in mm. twice or three times a week. Mm-hmm. So so I know I have my own personal thoughts on live-in helpers. Mm. Um, and so when I saw this, I was a, uh, how you say it? Uh, wouldn't I? I wasn't like, oh my god, fucking like. Generally, for me, the the concept of a living helper, mm. um, I still find it weird. Like the whole concept mm, mm. of a living helper from a foreign country coming in and getting paid, objectively not so much, and and doing living work. Like mm. I, I appreciate that it's still a profession and it provides a livelihood for people from these countries where the Singapore dollar can be can go a a, f- a lot further. Mm. But generally. It's still something that wow, I just feels weird to me, last mm. But when I saw this, right, my initial thought is that I know some people were questioning, wait, is it the management or is it the resident, mm. uh, residents who asked for it? I'm ninety nine percent sure that it was the residents who asked for it, mm-hmm. um, right? So, but when I saw this, I mean, fuck, yeah, like, uh, um, I don't agree with it, mm. but I. I'm not surprised by it only because that doesn't say anything. I can though. imagine it's not saying anything. I think you got to, you got to, you got, to, you got, to, you, got to, you can't dance around that. You got to, you got to take a side, man. You got to take a side. But take a side of what? Like, do I agree with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
So I disagree with it. Okay, like Okay, good. Why? Oh, fuck. Okay, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. Why don't you go? Why don't you go? I'm still I thought I had an answer, yeah. but let me just let me just think of how to articulate yeah. it. I mean, uh part of uh I think part of my answer will involve also addressing what Harish was saying about live in help. La. I mean the the, mm. the point of the live in help also is is the domestic help comes from overseas, la, right? And they have to mm. live in Singapore. La. So uh, I have heard instances of um, expatriates from, you know, France or Europe or, or no. Uh, when they come to Singapore and work, they actually uh, they actually have given allowance to their domestic help to find their own apartment elsewhere because they're not used to it. La. You know, they're not used to having living mm. help. And they find it, they, like you, they find it weird also. La. Uh, but in Singapore, because uh, real estate is is expensive, land is scarce, just booking, just living a room, but just finding a room for one person is very expensive. Also, uh, mm. it, it's quite difficult, la, In that, that sense, as in you would need to pay a lot, but either pay more or pay a premium or something like that for that to be the case, la. So that's why I say expatriates. Only expatriates did it because expatriates usually come with bigger pay packages, la, Or they get they get some benefits like childcare benefits and stuff like that, la, Right. Hmm. So so it it is kind of um there there's a little, there probably is a little bit of a necessity at, at play as well uh for for this to for this to to happen so uh there is a very big part of of integrating the help into the into the into your lifestyle also like right yeah yeah because I I didn't want to I, I so, think the way you're saying it like made it made, made demonizes the whole thing a little bit lah. Just a little bit. Demonizes, demonizes the, 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 the get concept like, like of someone being trapped, then locked in the basement, and then, and then after that they come out to work only, like, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So 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 that's. I mean, that's why I'm saying that there is a practical aspect to it also, like. Um, yeah, yeah. That there is. I mean, it's just that's my personal thoughts, like. Granted that I've I've never lived with a living helper, so uh it might just be that i'm speaking from my perspective mm. uh and maybe maybe there is it is a uh it can be a win win mm. right for people from those countries coming uh and earning a living and providing for their families back home mm. to them it's a profession mm. right because you don't pay for rent or right. if you don't pay for rent and 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 food bought and rent like essentially that that's a, a lot yeah. of expenses saved right so um so the, 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 yeah, yeah. The, so, the, but the one thing i i did uh, you, you mentioned that is that the usually these management of these condominiums, they are they are usually con the committee is usually, uh yeah residents themselves uh. so it probably mm. is a resident the residents own decision to do it lor. Um, mm. but that one we cannot confirm lah because there's there's no info on that publicly lah right. Yeah, but more likely than not lah because the honestly the management ranging agent usually takes instructions from the management committee and the management committee mm. is largely comprised of of uh yeah uh, owners of the of the apartments because uh. I, I know because I, I live in a condo and, and I have been looking a little bit into how the condo is being run and, and why certain rules are, are set like that uh. and some of them are quite strange to me um so mm. the what I've realized is that um the the, the strange thing about these uh, management committees is sometimes the people who are on these management com- committees don't even live in the condominium. That means they mm. they buy the condominium as a as an investment, and they rent it out. Oh, really? Yeah, but they somehow finagle their way to into the committee, you know, and and mm. the the kinds of decisions that they make, 
are, are in the interest of protecting their property and not so much like making a nicer community to live lah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, so I that's mean, where I can, you it, can see yeah. that there's, sometimes there's a disincentive to to do the right thing also. Lah. Yeah, so so on that note, I think as you've been speaking, I've been formalizing my thoughts and I will say that I, I disagree with the stance of the management. Okay, lah. why? Yeah. Because... <laughs> um, well, today I put you on the spot <laughs> a lot, right? I mean, like... Uh, like... It it just it it feels like um how you say uh? mm. okay so taking the stance without without demonizing the act of having a live-in helper to me it's like okay you uh, are hiring this person to come into your family and help out and all so it is part of your unit lah mm. um and whatever your unit enjoys your 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 helper should also enjoy mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's that's my that's where i'm at right now but thinking but, of my thinking but let's say you you have a country club membership right but yeah. because you have a country club membership doesn't mean your your wife automatically gets a you know gets the country club membership also right yeah yeah so isn't that like uh is is something you enjoy so why? Why should everyone just you know affiliated with you somehow also get to enjoy it straight away? If you think of it that way, like where the swimming pool, let's say this, like you think about the swimming pool and all the facilities as a bonus, like it's like a, it's like having a country club in your backyard, lah, right? But it's something mm. you still have to pay for. You like you pay like condo fees, maintenance fees. You pay for that every month. You see. So so mm. why why is it that that it should be because it's in the it's in the building and accessible and all. Uh, that no, but you're saying you're basic, you're saying basically because you pay the maintenance fees for the facilities and all that, lah, yeah, right? Correct. But I mean, in that sense, you are paying as a resident, so we don't know who the makeup of of that that payee is. What is coming on behalf of that household, uh, right? So correct. Because country club is assigned to you as an individual, whereas right. the maintenance fees, I guess, it's assigned to you as a unit, lah, right? Yeah. So, I would assume, uh, if you are paying for the country club, your mm. your entire body has access to the country club, right? Mm. So, if your unit is paying for the facilities, technically, the people in that unit can enjoy the facilities, lah. Uh, yeah, but but that's why I'm saying that we separate the. You're saying that it's the same body. I'm saying that it's a separate body, lah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's a different person, uh, you know. So, so but but so, I mean, uh, uh, I but I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think I think it's a yeah. it's a proper line of questioning in the in the sense that if as long as someone is living under your charge, they should be allowed to yeah. do that. Uh. So maybe the the problem here is that uh, they've spelt it out so outrightly that that someone living under your charge cannot cannot use the swimming facilities here, and then. How do you know that that someone living under your charge is a domestic helper or is just I don't know your friend who came over for the weekend or something yeah, like that, right? right? From, the, from, the, from, the, from the Philippines, you or just from hear someone speaking Tagalog in a pool. Yeah, You're like get the fuck yeah, out exactly. of the pool. <laughs> so, so that's the part. I'm like, how do you want to enforce this? And then, like, um, sometimes when you you want the kids to go down and 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 use the pool or that, someone needs to wash the kids, alright? And then I think I think mm. okay, I think there might be exceptions for that, lah. Like. Well, but they said that the the someone from the unit, like one of the residents, must be there as well to supervise the whole thing. 
So so that's yeah. the part I'm like. Mm. But but the other thing I also because wanted to ask lah, like, but in some sense, um, the domestic help is also coming here as work lah, right? So let's say you mm. have a part time helper who comes to your place to work and everything. Should she be mm. allowed to use the condo facilities also? No. No uh, Why? Uh? Because she's not a resident. But she's not a resident. She doesn't stay. Yeah. But the domestic helper, I mean resident of the condo. But she's not a resident. They're not legally uh, put down as residents, you see. But then, okay, so then maybe this is an, another thing. Like, if uh, your friend comes over, yeah. they can use, right? So, mm. so, so basically, maybe... I mean, even then, uh, your friend. Okay, like in your in your house, mm. do you have to register the occupants of your house? Mm, no, just myself. Yeah, just yourself. Yes. So that means if if I come over, mm. right? Let's say if you were living in this Thompson condo, yeah. I come over, I can use your facilities. I think it would have. To, I would but, need to be there. I would need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So so in this case, but in this case, even if you're there your domestic helper can't use it, right? Uh, I think in this case, they say can. If the domestic helper, if the resident is there, it's okay. If I'm not wrong, oh. if I remember correctly, they say it's okay. No, okay. So, so any domestic helper found in the recreational facilities in the absence of their resident employer uh, will be evicted yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So that means they can. They can. As long as it's with the resident. No, but then, so this is a bit confusing. The first paragraph says the recreational facilities are for the exclusive use of residents and their guests. Mm-hmm. Domestic helpers are not allowed to use the recreational facilities. Mm-hmm. So which is which? So, so I guess, uh, yeah, so that's the thing. They probably, uh, in, in some way, you, the, the management committee could be seeing domestic help as like someone who works for you, right? Who, yeah. who works for you. So that's separate from being a resident here lah. A resident but, and a guest, lah. But then it says, but then it says in the second paragraph, found in the absence of their resident employer will be evicted immediately, right? Yeah. But that means in the presence of their resident employer, they can use they it. They can use it, yeah. Supposedly. So this is just on their own, lah. Yeah, 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 on their own, lah. Correct, correct, yeah. I think. Let me, uh, oh, I think okay. So in my mind, was like they cannot even step in the pool. Oh no, lah, can can. Because that's what the first paragraph suggests, yeah, right? First paragraph suggests it, but but um, yeah, I think broadly speaking, is saying that if. Yeah, if it's with the approval and the supervision of the resident, that's okay. But on your off days or stuff like that, uh, it shouldn't mm. be the case like, because you are not technically a resident there. Like. Mm. So it's almost like if you get an electrician who spends the night, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they use the pool. Like electrician <laughs> happens to, or, or the, no, 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 a real case like a contractor who works late, mm. you know, who works late and then they say, okay, let's just sleep in the place overnight, that kind of thing. Doesn't mean that they can use the mm. the facilities, alright. Okay, so if it's if it's a re- if the M- if the resident needs to be there, then I feel that it is if the as if the resident is there, yeah. then the domestic helper can use. Then I feel that is okay, fairer. Mm. Yeah, because I uh, like even like uh, I would imagine that if you have a guest come over, the guest. If the guest goes and use it on their own, the, the guards have every right to go and say, hey, yo, yeah. uh, can we help you? Yeah. Like, what was this? But yeah. if you are there, it makes it easier. Yeah. So so in this case also, yeah, the the, the, the notice itself is confusing. Mm. Uh, but you you haven't answered the question that assuming uh, how the context of which I answered the question mm. just now, what what are your thoughts? Which is where I did not realize that they, there was a specific, the different line that said in the pres- without the presence of the resident there. Mm. So let's say if what I answered was even, wait, was I answering? Yeah, okay. So 
uh, for me, just now I answered in the capacity of even if the resident isn't there, I feel it's unfair. But what are your thoughts? Um, my, I mean, my thoughts actually are uh, towards like um, the the truth is it is uh, when someone is here to to work or so right, then it's a bit more of a it's a it's a bit not as clear whether they are fully a resident in the place or what as well right. And and so mm. uh, the thing about a, a condominium and its shared facilities is that uh, it's one of those things that if a lot of people are using the facility, uh, you know it's 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 hard for you to use like, right? It's very frustrating if you can't book your courts or book or or the pool's really crowded on the day that you want to go and things like that. And and it really is a I guess probably coming from my own experience, it, it is something you pay for every month and it's very expensive and all that. Like. And if you want to keep it for for exclusive use of people who actually pay money for it every month, then then I think uh it's it's actually not a it's not an asshole thing to be asking for lah, you know. But then why is that different from why is there no cap on number of people that can live in your house then, even if it's family or friends? Um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if why there's no cap. There probably should be a cap. Uh, there might be a cap. Yeah, actually. I know HDBs. Yeah. I know HDBs. If you want to rent out, you have a maximum number. So condos, they probably have. have. A, have a, yeah. But it just yeah. So so that means it's it's less about the crowd, lah, right? It's not really. It doesn't feel like it's it's the crowd. It's almost. So I guess that's why if there's no explicit cap on the the number of people who can, or maybe if there is, but I don't know, six people in your house or something, then if there's a cap there, but even in the absence of like a, a big a big crowd, a specific demographic of people are mm. not allowed. That's where, for me, it gets a little, oh, uh, is it really about the crowd or is it just because it, like what you said, they, for the management committee, I, I that was quite new to me that, but it makes sense like, that, that people on the management committee might not even be living there because for them, they want to preserve the value of their condo like, and an overcrowded pool is less valuable than a, a, a less crowded pool right, right, right. as a condo facility. Yes. So, so if those kind of things come into play, that's where I'm like, wow, it's really a commoditized thing. La. Like yeah. these domestic helpers, they are a commodity. La. You yeah. shop for them, you you don't like, you exchange, you go window shopping again, you bring them in. Mm. And it's just like a, it's it's almost like a, it's almost like a espresso machine almost. Like that. I, mean, I think it's a separate argument though. The, the whole about, about domestic help being a commodity and everything. Because I think what they 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 they're pointing out is that if if the if the relationship between you and the person and the resident who pays all all the facilities is that of a a working kind of relationship like hired help lah right then then mm. they 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 want to draw the line there lah where 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 you know it's 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 really for a resident and and guests lah resident and friends lah you know and not and not for for. Uh, not for a person so if you got a help, if you got a living dietitian for like a month <laughs> uh, who comes from a Scandinavian country yeah. um, who has four degrees and one masters and a two PhDs yeah. is that considered domestic help <laughs> I don't know it's a, it's a, but but, when, but should they be that in that case I don't think they'll be allowed to use the pool right so yeah, like, yeah, they should be subject to the same thing, to the same, to the same yeah, things, yeah, yeah. things So that's my that's my thinking also, lah. Yeah, like a tuition teacher, let's say mm. a living tutor, maybe he, he lives in mm. five days a week or something like that. They shouldn't be allowed to use the pool, right? 
Yeah. So I guess so for that okay if with that train of thought I can I can see the argument there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just like most things that are communicated yeah. um the way this thing this circular was communicated also it feels like you know exactly who they're talking yeah, about yeah. and like what you were saying you know if you have uh, someone who just happens to speak Bahasa Indonesia or Burmese <laughs> or something swimming in the pool you can imagine the guts guys we we have one of the loose guys con, we, in the pool yeah, yeah, post con, post con. get him out get him out yeah. <laughs> so so there are many ways they could have I think I think when you look at the context of that fully, then yeah, just hearing you talk about it also, I can see the 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 reasoning there. Like. I think a lot of people had their 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 fires stoked, yeah. like me myself included. Right. When it's clear it's discriminating against a certain, you can almost picture the person mm. they're talking about. Mm. Yeah, because I I mean to 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 be fair, also it's like. I think the yeah like management committees and managing agents are also trying to balance a lot of different interests. Cause like the the most yeah. clearly seen one was during COVID, like right, like um, mm. I I saw crowd the moment phase three opened, I saw crowds of ten, twelve people hanging out in the pool together, um, you know, and and then like obviously there's there's like breaking a law, like right, and but at the same time management is like trying to balance like allowing allowing uh you know people to get go in the pool and enjoy the time outside things like that. So it's quite a delicate. It's quite. It's not an easy balance line. Sometimes the decisions just really feel like they don't make any sense. But when you look at it from their perspective of like what they're trying to do, like preserve the value of their property and all that, then I oh, okay, I understand why they're doing that. I don't agree with it, but if I'm outvoted, I'm outvoted, lah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess this is one of the things. Given the current climate of also you know domestic employers, uh, domestic helpers versus employers, where it's really feels like okay. It is a sensitive topic, and there's a lot to be to be bridged and a lot of problems to solve. This coming out in the context, yeah lah, The management committees of condos. I know you guys already have a lot of things to think about, but this doesn't help your case much lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say, you know, maybe it's chance for a PR firm to come in <laughs> and educate management committees on how to communicate. But then our first story was about the CEO of such a PR firm who did something fucking stupid himself. Yeah, yeah. So. We're caught in a bit of a of a pickle. Yep. Right? Yep. But yeah, so so that was an that was an interesting conversation. Interesting. Uh, I was looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> but yes. Uh now on to our much more lighthearted uh one short oh, thing of the week. Hit. Unless you have anything else to say. No, no, no. I was just gonna say that that was quite a uh heavy I mean it's it's very silly. Goofy topic, yeah, uh. but it's still a very heavy, goofy topic because it it just cuts so deep into so many levels for Singaporeans, right? Yeah, that's why. It's a uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, well, it was a it was a deep goofy topic, a, a dark goofy topic. Yeah, correct, correct. But yes, yes. Uh anyway, on to our final segment, the one shock thing of the week. What was your one shock thing of the week, Terence? Why don't you go first? Eh? Okay, so mine was something that popped up while I was doing research for today's podcast. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, this this movement by the San Antonio Zoo in Texas, mm-hmm. um, ahead of Valentine's Day. Uh, they have this thing where you can uh, name a cockroach after a former significant other and watch it be eaten on live stream by one of the zoo animals. Oh, nasty! Yeah, like you pay twenty dollars, uh, or you pay five dollars, and because they they do feed the the reptiles and all in the zoo, right? Uh, these sort of insects every day. 
and you can they do it on live stream and they raise money for the zoo lah. And mm. last year they raised more than forty five thousand dollars US. Mm. Wow. Um, and I mean, uh, I don't know whether in the in the comment section of any article uh, page that posts this, people are saying, "Oh my God, what about the rights of the yeah, insects?" Yeah, it's cruel. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, so maybe this is this is a. Uh, I mean, cruel, but but these animals are fed, mm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of adding on something to this. So, so I don't, I don't think it's cruel. But you you, you name the cockroach something and and then you feed it. So you sort of like wish it ill before it dies, like right? No, you're not wish it ill. Right? You just put a name on yeah, it. Yeah, like. they say act your ex lovers and all that. Like they usually put a name. So yeah, so you can't stand that, right? Yeah, like, but you're not doing anything to the cockroach. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just like it's like a voodoo doll kind of thing, lah, right? It's like you cursing, some, uh, just cursing someone, lah, basically. No lah, voodoo doll got a lot of other implications where you can literally manipulate and and uh uh influence the lives of that person, mm-hmm. lah. If if as the as the belief goes, lah. Uh-huh. So this one, uh, I just thought it's a it's an interesting initiative by the zoo, lah. Mm, would that? I do it? I don't think so because I fucking hate cockroaches. You hate cockroaches, and right? I wouldn't. I fucking hate cockroaches. So you're gonna fucking put, hate cockroaches. You're gonna put your ex-lovers' names on it, no, 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 because I wouldn't want to watch. I wouldn't want to watch a video of that, like I hate cockroaches. Yeah, fucking hate cockroaches. The only reason to do yes. that is if someone pulls out like some old WhatsApp text of you, of you being inappropriate or saying inappropriate stuff to them, like right? Then, then yeah, then you might wish the cockroaches on them. <laughs> yeah, but yes. That was that was my one shock thing. <laughs> yeah. What is yours? Um, I mean, my one shock thing is uh, is uh, it's sort of like a just an update to something that was I talked about before. Uh, you mm-hmm. know the Microsoft Flight Simulator that I mm-hmm. that I talked about. Um, apparently, like people have been having a lot of fun of it. It's uh, I think it's over two million people have played the game and and love it and everything. Cause of the one to one recreation of of Earth, like, basically. Um, but apparently, the the best part now is that models have come in and 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 they have spruced up um, locations around the world that you can actually buy as a package and then install into your computer as well. Like. So apparently, someone has been doing it for Singapore and has made like really mm-hmm. like one to one recreations of like. Marina Bay Sands very very accurately and everything in Singapore very accurately lah. Marina Bay Sands and Changi oh, Airport really? yeah, and so the beauty of it is that besides just flying past all these buildings around, you can actually control the weather in Microsoft Flight Simulator. You can make it rain, you can make it sunshine, you can make it like you know, uh, torrential rain, whatever you want lah, and you can even make it snow. So I was watching a demo of like they made. Changi Airport covered in snow and then you actually fly around and just see what it looks like at night and, and whatever lah. So 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 it's mm-hmm. like it's a, always a fantasy of mine that one day in my snow there was a snowstorm in Singapore or some shit. So to actually see that like recreated in so in such lifelike vivid terms was uh and mind so the blowing. graphics are good. Yeah, yeah, the graphics are very I mean they're very good lah. And and honestly, as you're flying around, you're seeing it from a from a slight distance as well. So so you probably won't don't go up close to it lah, but you see from distance it all looks damn good. And just to see snow on Chang- the Changi Airport Terminal One, that 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 building, I was like, uh, just took my breath away lah in that demo. So so uh, oh really yeah. yeah. So I was like, 
okay, this is this is freaking cool. Uh, Wait, so how much? How much is the game? Um. I don't know, but it's the, the problem now is not how much, it's that you need very powerful PC hardware to play it, lah, basically. Oh that is the problem okay, that okay. I'm facing now. That that uh yeah, I don't I'm not intending to buy a new computer anytime soon. I'm not a PC gamer. But I really want to play the game. Mm. It's coming on the Xbox uh Series X uh this summer, they said. Um but I'm not sure if the, the, the Xbox version will have as many upgrades as the PC version. So you might not get this like like Changi Airport recreated and all that, lah. Hmm. Yeah, because the Changi Airport one, that's cool. the first plane that I saw there was a scoot plane. They had a scoot plane parked in the Changi Airport thing. And it's just, you can just fly around and look at it also. Oh, so yeah. then yeah, it's good graphics. Uh. Good, 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 yeah. I think, it will, I think it might, it might, you might end up like, you know, uh, feeling very nostalgic because that used to be a workplace, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. It did used to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Hmm. I think for anyone, like, anyone who misses traveling and all now, uh, yeah, I think it's it's probably, I mean, I haven't actually played it myself, but they've also released a, a virtual reality version of the game mm. in that you can wear VR goggles and sit in the cockpit. So, this, I think that's pretty awesome as well. Um, but I see, I see. Yeah, please, please, if you have tried it out and, and you know what it feels like, tell us, let me know what how is it. Uh, in in the Reddit especially, I think some people on the Reddit, yeah, some people on the Reddit were trying to, um, get a get a group of people who wanted to play Among Us together. Do you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I, yeah, I, yeah, don't, I, saw, I, saw. I don't know where where that is at right now, but yeah, I'm I'm down for for anything that. Have you, you know, have you tried anymore. Among Us? Yeah, I tried it, but um, I want I I I mean I don't play regularly or anything la. Yeah, I haven't tried it, yeah. at all. Yeah. So maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should. So yeah, please set it up if you if you know how to. Cool. Or, All awesome. right. Cool. That was that was a long podcast, yeah. but um, going back to the thing about this Wednesday, please let us know your comments in the Reddit thread that I will set up. I mean questions? Uh, questions for aware. Questions. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. yeah questions for aware. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right, man. Peace. Talk out. to y'all soon. <laughs>